All dogs go to heaven, but mad ones get stabbed in the neck repeatedly and die. This is Spoilers. Nice. If you haven't seen the movie and you're just listening to this pod now, it's kind of a really dark opening spoiler because you have no idea what I'm talking about, but I digress. <laughs> it was with like yeah. a light bulb too. It wasn't just like a knife. Yeah, that was a straight, just broken light bulb that <laughs> stuck. It didn't, bre- shockingly, that didn't break in the neck. It just stuck. So I think there's a lot of carcinogenic powders inside of those type of lights. Too. That's probably what took him out. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the stabbing in the neck. It was that. He very quickly got cancer. <laughs> Stage four came immediately. That's awesome. This is your host Stevie, and today we are hosting what Brett calls a very dark movie. I don't think it's dark. I think it's a fun time. Yeah, there's a lot of murder, but I mean, not a lot of innocent murder, really. Um, but yeah. The Raid. Cannot wait to talk about this. Um, today, we're going to go from west to east. Mm. And I want you to tell me what fictional movie character you would like to see fight Mad Dog in that torture chamber room that replaces Rama and his brother Andy. Ooh. Good question, Stevie. This is Corey, also known as Kylo Ren memes. If we're going with fictional characters, there's a lot. I can give like one that comes to mind that isn't my answer. This is my secret answer, my not official answer. Is this is your that... Brett answer? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you guys gotta stop that one. You guys do it all the time. You said mashed potatoes, corn, and gravy, and turkey. <laughs> and then we all agree that a roll is standard. You said three the same time. A tradition unlike any other. It really uh, is. Charlie Cox Daredevil would be my unofficial answer. Just because he's answer. so like fucking scrappy and he's like always fighting in a building, like barely hanging on to his life in the Daredevil series. So that's one. But also, and I kept thinking about this guy when I was watching the movie, Jackie Chan as Fei Hung in the Drunken Master Ooh, movies, that's which are a good like one. my favorite martial arts movies ever. Um, seeing him completely wasted, like, you know, fully into his Drunken Master mode against Mad Dog would just be amazing. I think that's the third time you've mentioned a Drunken Master film on this podcast. I know. I'm going to have to just keep, just go keep ahead and doing pick it. it soon. Yeah. Like, you can't pick it until you get to 10, though. It has to be 10 mentions, then you can pick. <laughs> now, who's next? So, that's one of you guys. When you go, Chanel Kirk, guys. We jumped right to Indiana. Uh, yeah, we usually have the uh, Pappy Buffer. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. <laughs> I'm Mikey, recording from Goshen, Indiana. And I think. Uh, now, does it have to be a fist fight or are they getting a weapon? Because if they're getting a weapon, I want them to fight Wesley Snipes' blade. <sighs> Similar lighting, too. Good... Yeah. yeah. Also, lots of uh, bloody walls and floors. I, I just don't think it'd be much of a fight with or without a weapon for that guy. I mean, I mean, Mad Dog Blade's would win. Su- no, Blade's got superhuman strength. He's half vampire. Have you Blade seen Mad would Dog, destroy though? Mad Dog. <laughs> Yeah, he would kill him so fast. But it would be cool. Oh, yeah, no, it'd be awesome. For like six seconds. (laughs) (laughs) This is Josh from Goshen. I would love to see Mad Dog in a Fast and Furious movie as a villain. (laughs) I think The Rock or Vin Diesel's Dom could take him on. And, of course, they'd have to have equal punches or whatever. But my actual answer, too, I think... um, it's probably Uma Thurman's The Bride from Kill Bill. I think that could be a fun one. And we just reviewed that movie, so uh, shout out. That's a good one. 
Am I up? Yep, you're up, Brett. Um, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Um, my answer immediately popped in my head. I'll just say it. Uh, I'd like to see him fight John Wick. Oh, that's a good one. Didn't he fight John Wick in John Wick 3? He did fight John Wick, but not... He's in two, he's in two and three, I believe. Yeah, not as Mad Dog, of course, but... You gotta remember, though, John Wick, by movie two and three, has already has tons of broken bones. He has gotten no sleep. He's been shot and stabbed. His dog died. You know, so, his dog died. Well, yeah, that... His Mustang got wrecked. But I'm just saying, like, the three movies take place all in about a two-week span, so he's really jacked up. I'm talking fresh John Wick. I just don't... I'd like to see it. Fresh John Wick kind of sucks, though. He gets his ass kicked, <laughs> too, you know? He has to be a little bit bloodied up to be good. Yeah, he's got to get a couple of shots to the face. How many times did Mad Dog get punched in the face this movie, though? That's true. Mad Dog had a tough, a really tough fight with Sub-Zero. <laughs> Joe Taslin? I don't know, the guy who played Sub-Zero. Yeah, that's his name. But that's mine. Or the Predator. Or the Predator? <laughs> 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 martial artist the predator like 1980s predator or the massive one that was awful no the jean-claude van damme predator the one in the crab suit the bug <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Stevie. power rangers villain predator. <laughs> this was not this popped in my head for some reason this is definitely more of a you answer but yeah. i don't know why i thought it'd be fun to see mad dog fight mad max in furiosa just because of how like crazy that editing was i think they could put up a good fight against oh, him oh my god i got another one mad dog in this movie versus mad dog tannin from back to the future three <laughs> mad dog v mad dog well mad dog's gotta have a gun or you kind of stole my answer <laughs> gosh i'm sorry darn you well we threw like 25 answers out there during that so it's bound to happen stevie yeah I know, I know. Give me one second. God bless America. Are you really going to say Mad Dog Tannen? <laughs> no. So, the actor who plays Mad Dog, his name, I'm sorry if you're listening, I am awful with names that aren't in my native language or Hispanic. Um, the actor who plays him is named Yayan Ruhian. Yayan Ruhian sounds as good as it's going to get. That is about as, yeah, that's about as good as you're ever going to get it for me. Well, he dies in this movie, but he's such a fan favorite. They brought him yeah. back in the second one as a different character. And he's just as crazy and psychotic and unbreakable in that movie as he is in this one. And I would like to see both of his characters square off against each other. It'd be funny. Ah. Yeah, he um, looks very similar too. To the guy himself playing. Yeah, he uh, has like a giant. I mean, he looks a little different. He has a kind of like a scraggly beard and scraggly hair. He looks homeless. I don't know. We're just going to have to do the raid two at some point. But. Yeah. Yeah, Corey, if you want to pick it seriously, pick it tonight. I do not care. Yeah. All right, <laughs> roll me trivia. I'll try. I'll do my best. But, Josh, this movie is considered like a very hyper violent action movie. But I feel like a lot of this movie actually isn't. How does this movie start off? Uh, it does not start off like a lot of the movies we like. It doesn't start off like Drive with like a set piece or yeah. anything. It's, it just starts off with a montage. And it's kind of like the 
main character explainer montage. We get his religion, his family situation, which is his wife, young wife is pregnant. And we get that he trains a lot. So I guess he's good is what you're supposed to take from that because he's a hard worker or something. But, um, I mean, is that fair enough? It's kind of maybe the most boring part of the movie. You think it's boring? I mean, what are you taking (sighs) away from this that you like so much here? His wife just laying on her back being like, eh, don't go. Rest, (laughs) rest. (laughs) Give me some Oreos while you're out. (laughs) I crave watermelon. I mean, can you even really, like tell what his job is he's in like such a generic uniform that is like this guy could work in a garage he could uh be in the army he could be a police officer he's just like wearing i don't know just like work work gear or whatever and then he's like working out and saying goodbye to his wife who looks like she's dying on the bed you're like what is this guy's deal and then he talks to his dad and he's like i'll bring him back and it's just like all kind of out of context for the first like five minutes of the movie. It's a little weird to me. Maybe <sighs> edited weird. It may be edited weird. I love a good montage in any movie, uh, especially training montages. Those are always Damn. a ton of fun for me. And also, Ghostbusters. What? Stevie. There's no like in. It's not like we notice that he's increasing the weights he's lifting, or there's any sort Sorry, of. Sorry, like, he's not in Russia <laughs> lifting logs. Josh. He's praying. He's praying harder than he's ever prayed before. My God, you snob, Josh. Sorry, he's not doing Rocky Four while you know Freaky Deaky Mad Dog is shooting up roids and punching fake, you know, fake walls. What do, What do you want from this, Josh? It's a good training montage. Do you want do you do you want it to be more in character? I guess a montage usually serves to show like a passage of time, but really this is just like a typical morning. This is Tuesday in, morning for Rama. So mean, even is it even a mon? It's a montage of his pre like brushing teeth routine kind of thing. <laughs> it's a montage of two hours. All right, I mean that's like that's about the thinnest montage you're ever gonna see in film. <laughs> we see him making oatmeal. <laughs> Typing in every number. There's like, I mean, maybe one reason this sticks for sticks out for me is there's quite a bit of staunch porn in this. Like the intro is nothing but staunch porn. So you have a training montage. Not only that, but you have a pregnant wife, and you realize in the <laughs> beginning that he's going into a dire situation. So he's leaving the pregnant wife behind. And not only that, but he has an elder in his home that he makes a promise to. Come on, that is staunch porn at its finest. If only he was like Catholic or something, right? Yeah, would staunch porn include the Islam angle? Well, they kind of have to do it if they're making a movie in Indonesia, or they might be put to death. Oh, jeez. <laughs> at a point, oh, we have fans there with a hammer. Yeah. We do have fans there? <laughs> they know, they know. Hey, well then, edit that out. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a, you know, it's an Islamic state, basically, so it's, they gotta be careful what they do, but it is Indonesia, I'm not ripping on them, I guess. I mean... I guess I should add 270 people, million people to the people who might kill me. Yeah, (laughs) that list is getting big. 270 mil in Indonesia? It's, 
That's exactly how many people there are. It's the fourth largest country in the world. Is that where uh, Spoilers Classic Return to Paradise took place, where he gets hung for selling that mellow hash? <laughs> it's Joaquin well, Phoenix Josh. and Anne Hash. I believe they are on the. They're in Malaysia, and I think they're on the Indonesian part of Malaysia. So close. I hate okay. you so much, Josh. <laughs> Oh my god. You can go ahead and edit all that no, out. No, we're keeping all of that. That's priceless. That is so funny. Mikey gave us a setup of this movie, which is pretty much starts <sighs> off like a Call of Duty video game. Uh, yeah. So after that, like, what we're going to call a montage, Steve's going to call staunch porn montage. Uh, it is staunch in, porn. We're in the Stauntage. SWAT, SWAT truck tank. Um, a vehicle right outside of the uh, apartment building or tower complex, or whatever you want to call it, where our main bad guy is hanging out. What, what's the main bad guy's name? Tama. What'd you say? Sorry. T- Tama. Tama? Mm-hmm. Tama is like a drug lord or something, and he owns like this entire building. And we're talking to the guys inside the SWAT car and there's one guy in particular who's like I think a lieutenant Sergeant Shaka Sergeant Oh Sergeant mm-hmm. Well is he the shady guy or is he the the guy in the SWAT gear He's the guy in the SWAT gear he's a sergeant Yeah he's preparing the troops Yeah he's talking to the troops he's getting them amped up and he's like I want to see all of you guys I don't want to see anybody in any seats or whatever when we get out of here. Oh, he's wrong. No, he's so wrong. He's like, I want my scalps. <laughs> I will get he's my talking, time of scalps. <laughs> he's talking up a big game to get these guys riled up. And then uh, he's also talking to this other guy who's like in charge of the operation. And he's being really shady. Uh, what do you think about that guy, Stevie? I mean, we've all seen movies, right? You can spot this guy from the jump. Everyone knows this guy is bad from the like beginning. Like you see this guy, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. He just has like that bad guy look about him. Plus, he's asking about numbers and why there's so many people. Like you're like, oh, okay. He he probably set the whole thing up. Everyone's gonna die. That's awesome. I think his name was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, whoa. Why you? No, wh- why, why you? you? I was very confused as to what purpose he served in the wiki plot summary. It says that he wanted to just take out the main bad. And this was like his way of just doing it without like any oversight, kind of. Does that even does that ring true to you? But Jack has also got to be a little responsible because he's pretty dumb. Well, Jaka knows, but he knows at a certain point, like, oh shit, we can't back out now. Like, it's you know, sun's out, guns out time. Like, it's four in the morning, and we're taking bodies. Yeah, but at that point, they're already trapped in District B-14. Like, they can't really get out. <laughs> right, that's that's a good name to call it. This is Indonesian District B-14. District B-14 yeah, came I, out when? 2008? Yeah, a few years before that, but they remind me so much of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Grimy. Well, one's a little more story-based than the other. This one... To, I think I called the movie Lock like an experiment, not like not so much like as a movie. And I I know it's like, oh, can we make an entire movie in a car? We might be able to. Let's try it. Um, this, to me, almost, the raid feels kind of like an experiment. It's real light on storytelling. But Corey, I got another, con- I, before we move on, I, there's another clear 
to me homage to B- District B thirteen when he's got all those dudes lined up, the bad guy, and he just starts shooting them one by one. Um, he finishes the last guy off with a hammer, so that's like this movie's twist on it. But Brett, did that not feel almost exactly like that same scene? Yeah, does he run out of bullets in there? In the district, B- I remember he lines. I thought he up. just grabs another gun. Yeah, no, I, you know, I didn't even think about that, Josh. But now it's like all flooding to me. They both sure. like set the stage of like the same unhinged boss character. But anyway, sorry, Stevie, go forth. Corey, what really gets this movie started? And would you have shot that kid after he got done taking a pee? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, this SWAT team is pretty fucking hardcore. Like, they are on a mission and uh, they're. They're shooting to kill, you know. Getting into the building for them is pretty easy, I think. Um, it's obviously getting out that becomes the it's a little too rough. The main driving force. But there's a couple good moments, like they they take out one guy with like a piano wire or something, like uh, like right in front of the building. He's watching TV outside. The dark hands. Oh, you, you mean the innocent man? <laughs> actually, actually, uh, Mikey, if you look. Uh, at a, w- a wide shot picture of him, he's got the same machine guns everyone else does. Oh, does he? He's, yeah, a, he's a lookout. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe, Brett, maybe he's just using it for protection while he watches TV because of the violent neighborhood he lives in. This is also true. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say people who live in slums like that can afford $2,000 machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> fully, automa- fully automatic. Yeah. Hey, Brett. Yeah. It's none of your concern where he spends his money. If he wants to protect himself, he can protect it. That's his right. As an American in Thailand or wherever he is. I just got to think there are safer places to protect yourself than in District B-14. That's just what, that's all I'm saying. I just wanted to make sure that they had a, they had a justifiable reason for killing that guy because I was like, wow, they just like piano wired his head off. I actually (laughs) made the comment to Brittany uh, pretty early, like five, like 10, 15 minutes in the movie. I said, they're not big on due process in this movie. So yeah, I know that. And then obviously kind of, find out why but at first it's like they're just taking out everybody and you know they probably should have taken out more if they would have known everyone was going to come after them but yeah not much due process going on and then you find out pretty much it's a secret mission so well, well they let one nerd live <laughs> yeah he and it came back to help him so he's got glasses on you can't kill that guy you know you would hit a guy with glasses, would you? Like in your guys' mind like do glasses automatically make you a good guy in a movie? That cannot possibly be true, right? Is it the most trustworthy trait you can have? What about the guy, the bad guy in the Raiders of the Lost Ark? <sighs> the, the Nazi? Those are right. normal Nazi. glasses, though. <laughs> That's those true. Are, those are like those thin are evil wire. glasses. I'm talking about standard, yeah. everyday readers like this guy had on. I mean, does it automatically <laughs> make you a good guy? I think so, with some exceptions. You know, Clarence Boddicker is not exactly a, true. a friendly sort, but... Well, you would think a bad guy would have enough resources to opt for LASIK, LASIK, LASIK or yeah. contacts. Yeah, true villains get LASIK. Just by acquiring money from theft or <laughs> or whatever stocks. Idris Elba had in Hobbs and Shaw, that type of vision. You think they'd be able to afford these things? Have you seen, well, let's see. All the Batman villains, uh, the women all have glasses, are DC people, so. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, bad guys would have monocles. <laughs> That's true. 
Who Elijah Wood's character from Sin City? He was a bad guy. <sighs> Jeffrey or Samuel or Corey? But w- I guess a better question would be: Would you have peed yourself if an Indonesian Delta Force team was staring you down after you got done peeing in the morning? It depends. So, if I'm by myself, the answer is yes. <laughs> if I'm with Brett, all I got to do is sit down, smoke a cigarette, and let Brett handle them. You know. I think you're. <laughs> I think I would be, uh, I think we'd be peeing our pants together, let's be honest. I mean, that dude didn't, I mean, was it a kid or a dude? He didn't flinch. He was like, oh, these guys again. I mean, <laughs> he's a lookout, he's a lookout for Rufus Drug Lord. <sighs> I want a movie on that dude. He's got balls. Yeah, he emptied them. Also, how you don't hear, like, 60 Delta Force ops with their boots on? Like, how'd you not hear that? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, they're doing pretty good, right? Like that they're they're trained well, and like they're doing the whole hand signal thing, uh, taking people out one at a time. But as soon as that kid gets to the intercom and uh, shouts "police" into it, like <laughs> it's fucking over, and they know it. They're like the depression like sinks in immediately for like uh, Jaka and his crew. Still very close to the exit. Could just turn around, walk <laughs> back out. He killed everybody on the way up. Walk around, walk out. <laughs> I could definitely see that being a video game <laughs> where you have to go up floors and you have to like keep the decibel level under a certain amount. So you have to like, you know, shoot Ooh, people cool. like that. Any Splinter no, Cell game ever happened. made. It's what? Yeah, that, that's just cool. Splinter Cell. It was the most annoying thing in the it world. Is, okay, <laughs> is that the game? Yeah. I remember, I watched people play that. It was too slow for what my is liking. the weapon called with the wire is that a garrot or a garoti or something like that with the wire what was it called in the counselor where they took off heads it's a garrot we agreed not to bring that movie up anymore stevie for mikey's sake i'm just saying it's the one good part of that movie that it was like oh that's kind of cool i mean it's the same thing with the freaking snowman they, like they have great weapons to kill and not a good movie that oh that that's a pretty cool weapon let's not have it pay off yeah let's not have it be all. cool <laughs> at all don't don't bring up torture porn movies that start with this bad ones like the counselor bring up good ones like the collector oh what's the second one called the collected the collection Oh, I think the collected's the third one. I cannot wait to keep doing those the collectibles. movies. Collectibles. But Josh, unfold the madness. That's about to go off in you know District B thirteen here. The big boss gets on the intercom, and he says, "If you can kill these police, <laughs> free rent forever. Free rent for life. Free fucking rent. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> a deal's a deal. Pal. I got my attention. I'll tell you that." <laughs> I really like the illusion Brett made to a video game, though. Like, I felt like at the initial part of the video game, they got up to floor six or seven, somewhere in there. Yep. At some point, they have to, like, drop back down a couple levels to escape, and then they're kind of working their way up again. But we soon find out that the boss is, I think, level 15. So that kind of sets the stage a little bit, doesn't it, Stevie? Yeah, and it doesn't follow the movie poster at all which is like 30 floors of hell yeah it's so weird why would they screw I, up I don't that know bad? how you missed that it's not like it was like one number off you're missing like a whole another building there <laughs> the only thing I could think of is like you go up 15 flights you go yeah, down you go 15 down. flights like <laughs> that's not really how floors work but hey <laughs> it's like, 15 plus 15 30 I, that's simple math right there baby maybe that's what I'm missing <laughs> whoever wrote that poster whoever made that poster would probably probably thought they were like the smartest person in the world and whoever okayed it never saw the movie 
So that's the only way I can think of that. They got to 30 floors of hell or whatever that poster says. But yeah, I mean, this is very video game-ish like, you know, you have Thomas, like, and it's also a very American thing to say, which is kill these people for free rent for life. Because quite frankly, I think there's a lot of people that would take that offer up given like the opportunity. Uh, but you got like snipers getting ready. You got people with, um, you know, pulling machetes out under tables. Uh, you have people that don't know how to conserve bullets in a, uh, an economy, which I imagine is hard to get bullets in because they use about a hundred bullets on two police officers. <laughs> they sure do. Was there one part where Tama found a gun and it only had one bullet in it? So he like Rama. threw it. He threw it to the ground. <laughs> Because it only had one bullet. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I threw it on the ground. I think the character that made me the maddest, because these guys are supposed to be really well trained and they're supposed to be, you know, like there's weapons training and physical training and then you're supposed to have like the mental fortitude. Like the third guy we see get shot who is an idiot himself. He, Like, oh, those guys are out. Our guards are dead. Let me hang out in this window a little bit. Then he gets shot in the face. And then the other guy goes and he's like standing in the window being like, well, no, he, he, oh, it's just so mad. Like he's over there crying over this guy's body. I'm like, dude, you, that's, you're not supposed to be doing that, man. And that's how the guy dies. It just kind of bugged me a little bit. Like they're all really bad at first. Maybe he was so sad over his friend falling. It was suicide by drug lord. I mean, again, you know, you know, the job. <laughs> The guy that well, there's only one guy in this group that's doing sit-ups every morning, <laughs> like you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you have to understand that this YU guy, he kind of screwed everybody over there, and it's all like coming to light right now. How he came in here without any backup, which is just I don't know the, the dumbest YU? plan. YU? Yeah, YU. But he's he's not very smart, is he? Or what? Or maybe his plan just doesn't make any sense. Like, what is he trying what to do? What is the plan? He wants to go in there and ruffle some feathers. I thought that he was hired by another drug lord to kill these people. Well, but also, he someone makes it, a statement you'll, you'll later. Find out in two. They're not going to take over for you, right? Yeah, I guess they, he gets in the police force and or whatever and goes undercover or whatever. Because I was, I was wondering like. He, he he so what his plan is to go in here with this group of guys and like take take out this drug lord and pray to god that nobody dies because if anybody dies you got to alert some family this isn't like some black ops thing that <laughs> is going to be brushed underneath the the table like if anybody dies people are going to be like how'd that guy die can you imagine if that was in, in Jaka's speech like none of you have a name or families anymore do this for honor. <laughs> yeah, what's the best case scenario? You know, like, even if they're, everyone lives, like, they're going to go back to the office and be like, man, that, that raid was crazy, right? And then the okay, boss is nobody like, ever raid? speak of this day again. <laughs> yeah. like, Today never where happened. the other 17 guys go? <laughs> yeah, they retired. Oh. The only thing I can also think of is in, like, movies like this, Poison and poison food do not exist in this universe. I mean, how hard is it to send up like poison food to a district B13 and have like the main guy eat it? Like does he have a guy that yeah. inspects all of his food 
Are they doing presidential style where his bodyguards are eating the food first and they wait an hour? <laughs> or have snipers of your own? Yeah. Do you never go by the window? Do snipers not work for the good guys? If they're going to do this much damage to the building, just set bombs at the base and take it out. It's black ops, though, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to take out any innocent man on, on your way up anyway. How many innocent people are there? Two? Two. Yeah. Well, the I baby, two. too. Okay, baby. Okay, yeah, baby makes three. At least three spy kids get taken out, right? Hey, that druggie who crapped his pants, he might have been innocent. I imagine, Brett, though, that that druggie had seen, what's the movie called? Paradise Lost? What's the one with Joaquin Phoenix called? Uh, Paradise. Return to Paradise. Return Return to Paradise. I'm sure he saw Return to Paradise at some point and thought, I'm getting strung up here like in an hour. It's probably why he crapped himself. (laughs) (laughs) Possible. Mikey, I mean, there's a lot of chaos in this movie, but in the beginning stages before we get to like the one-on-one fights, was there like a sequence that really stood out to you that you really liked? Because I think this movie is like shot brilliantly, but is there a sequence or scene that you thought was shot really well well i mean just the action is just so crazy and frenetic and what is like that first hallway fight scene where he's like trying to save his friend and he's just taking on guy after guy after guy uh in a hallway which the hallway fight scene is almost like a trope now uh, just because like you're confined to a smaller area and it's like you got to make the, the choreography so much tighter and easier to film or film it in a way that's like easier to to follow. And so it's it's a really good hallway fight scene, I think. I want to give a shout out in that hallway scene specifically to the weapon and blade and knife use like I don't know what effects they're using sometimes, but it is nuts. Like these people just get stabbed so quick and fall out of the screen with uh, huge wounds that are super gross and bloody. It's pretty crazy. People get punched in the face and blood spurts, but in a pretty realistic way. Yeah, seeing the main guy in the movie, I think his name was Rama, right? Rama! Seeing him with like the knife in one hand and the police baton in the other and just like how fluid his movements are and how fucking good he is at martial arts and like like you said just taking out one guy after the other it's really a thing of beauty despite how gross it can be with all the blood and stuff like it's it's beautifully choreographed and filmed and it's just like one of the best hallway fights and like you said hallway fights are kind of a thing and it's it's up there it's up there with old boy i was gonna bring up old boy when mikey brought up kind of the trope of the hallway scene uh like the old boy like closed hallway psychotic bloody like nonstop. i mean gruesome fight hallway scene is like the tops for me i think honestly any hallway fight scene could have ended right there but I like the way Gareth Evans uh, shoots the character of Rama. I do not know how to pronounce his name. I'm so bad who the actor's name is. Uh, Iku Uwais? Iku Iku Wende. What's it? Joking. Um, That's for... Never mind. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Um, My people who know 1970s music just cracked up at that joke. Gareth Evans... uh, (laughs) 
to me shoots like the actor and this character in a very like animalistic way. It's almost like a predator hunting its prey like on the Discovery Channel. That to me is how he shoots this character and it's a lot of fun to watch. And the hallway, I mean, you get the first hallway fight scene. The second one's even better, like when he slams that guy's, breaks that guy's neck on the door frame. Yes. Like when he jumps in that room and and the base, he slams his uh, neck on the base of the door. Stuff like that is great to me. Well, we know all those um, organs in the neck, right? We did a trivia on that not too long ago. <laughs> Remind me, Josh. <laughs> oh, oh, 17 organs in that guy's neck got obliterated. Yeah, what movie was that for? Uh, who's, yeah, whose neck got pulled out? Oh, uh, a few months ago. Roadhouse? Roadhouse. Nice. Throat rip. Throat rip. Man, imagine if Swayze was in here, like fighting <laughs> alongside Rama back to back. I'd like to see hit Mad Dog fight Wade Garrett and. And I mean, it probably would be a blowout, but it would be funny. <laughs> like, regarding the martial arts, I watched a YouTube video that's like a martial artist breaking down one move in one of these hallway scenes. It's one of the ones where that like psychotic guy with like the really bulgy eyes. Yeah. Like swinging that machete at him. Neck chain guy. Yeah. And the move takes place over like four seconds, but this is like five minutes of content breaking down the move, breaking down the move for this YouTube video that was like really compelling. And I don't know. It's just insane. The links they go through. Was it one of those Guys, were they bringing an expert to break down fight scenes? Was it Stephen Thompson? Nope. Stephen Thompson, the one that has like his own kick named after him? Possibly. He's he does like a- this really weird backwards kick. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think he did a breakdown of this movie, actually, and he thought it was pretty badass. But, Brett, were you surprised at all by the Andy plot twist? Let me look up who Andy... Oh, uh, uh, yes, I was. I mean, well, they gave you a little breadcrumb earlier, and I wondered... Like, maybe it was a little too much foreshadowing um, when they're looking at... Like, the first time you kind of see him, like, he talks, and he's looking at the cameras, and he sees our main character. Rama. And he, like, he lingers at him. Ra- what is it? Rama. Rama? Mm-hmm. Like, he lingers on him, and he says something like, do you guys know who you're dealing with? Um, plus, he wants to go alone, and then he kills his guys. I mean... I- it was a plot twist, but like by the time he kills those guys, it's like, well, he's got to know this guy somehow. But I, it, I mean, it was surprising because you know they're ultra bad guys, and Rama's like an ultra good guy. So it it was surprising. I, it's I thought it was cool though. I thought they were that scene where they're together talking is really good. Um, it's heartfelt, and it you know not a ton of emotions in this movie, um, other than you know. <laughs> Blood and guts. I meant like you know, real emotions. All the emotions at the beginning. Oh. Yeah, but when he says you're going to be an uncle, I thought that was really cool. Because that guy probably smiled in a innocent way for probably the first time in six years. So yeah, like he has a heartfelt, a real moment that isn't fueled by drugs, sex, money, whatever. Rock and yeah, he's roll. probably the life he's been living. Corey, were you hoping they were going to do like a predator, like high five handshake where like after he announces he's going to be an uncle and muscles are just bulging and everybody's happy again? He's like, Andy, you son of a bitch. 
Amen. Yeah. They're pushing too many pencils. His name's Andy, too, which is interesting, right? Because we, we are having a lot of trouble with these names, like Rama, Jaka, Tama, and then you got Andy in there. Why you? And Mad Dog. Yeah, Mad Dog's the easy one. Mad, Mad Dog's probably the easiest one. Of course, I'm guessing Mad Dog is, does not translate into Mad Dog in Indonesian. It's a family name. <laughs> <laughs> His dad's name was Rabid. Yeah. Angry canine. <laughs> Josh, out of like the main fights that we get, obviously outside of Two Brothers versus Mad Dog. Uh, two Brothers. Two Brothers. <laughs> How did you kind of like the uh, solo fights in this film? Well, first of all, let me give a shout out to Joey B Slash Three. That's the YouTube channel I was mentioning earlier. Let's go. Um, I my favorite line in the movie I think comes from the first solo fight, Stevie. Um, I forget who it is. It's like the lieutenant. But Bad dog he gets and Jaka. Yeah, he gets caught dead to rights with a gun in his face, mm-hmm. and Mad Dog is like, it's kind of full full attention because you think he's gonna blow his head off at any time. But he like leads him into this room and he's like, I don't want to kill you with a gun. I want to kill you with my hands. And my favorite line is when he says, this is the pulse. Yes. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> that line got me so excited for the rest of the movie when I first watched this film. It's just like, okay, you know, most like American films will say, it's just a cool line. Most American films would be like, you know, let's do it with honor or, you know, I don't want to kill you the cheap way. But just to say, like, this is the pulse is such a good line. <laughs> that probably, like, rhymes or something in their native language, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, this is the pulse. He's like, excuse me? What do you mean? <laughs> just fight me, motherfucker. In Indonesia, they actually said, this gets my dick hard. <laughs> and then yeah. they start fighting. Hey. This is the throb. <laughs> this fight scene reminds me of Saving Private Ryan when that German soldier drives the knife oh. in slowly. It's like the opposite, though. It's kind of like the same thing, though, with the bad guy, like, slowly kind of yeah. killing this guy and, like, wearing him down to a point where he can kill him, and it's pretty cold. The difference is that in this movie, there's a lot of honor in that fight, and Saving Private Ryan, it's like the most dishonorable thing is that that guy who's alive because of the guy in the staircase is just going to sit there and murder his friend right in front of him. I don't know. I like Mad Dog, though, and he's like, you know what? Fuck this gun shit. I don't like guns. Like, you can tell he (laughs) signed up with this guy. Like, he works for Tama just for this opportunity that probably comes, like, once a month where he gets to, like, fight someone good one-on-one, and he always wins. (laughs) That dude is yeah, fucking badass. He's... That mad dog guy, like he is amazing, and he looks pretty fucking stupid, to be honest. Like, <laughs> he's well, really he's short. Very, he's a very small guy. Yeah, and he's got like a very kind of old too. For yeah, he's like very thin and got like a very narrow face. He's very ma- mousy looking. He looks looking like Ronaldinho guy. at the end of his career, kind of. Oh no, he does look a bit like Ronaldinho. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he's not the most handsome dude, but goddamn, no. can he throw down? What would you guys consider his style? It has a name. Yeah, it's Sanchik uh, Sal... Uh, crap. They use How would you si- describe it to it's like, an pen- American? It's Penchak Salat. It's Indonesian national martial art. Um, pen- Penchak Salat. How would I describe it to an American audience? Yeah, explain like I'm five. <sighs> Lots of knees. Lots of knees. 
and lots of anger and arrogance. Um, every time a throw, like every time arrogance, a part of the body <laughs> is thrown, it looks like they want to kill the other person in the worst way. Um, it honestly looks. You tell you what, it looks like a bear attacking an innocent human. I mean, it's kind of like kung fu. <laughs> but they all know it, though. That's the that's the thing that like they all knew this martial art. Like, yeah, it's not that common. Like, I know it's it 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 looks incredible. But... Like, it looks incredible on film. Like the way the way this movie is cut. There's obviously not a lot of long takes because you have to. Do you re, you know re, redo blocking, reapply makeup and stuff like that? But I mean, the way that this martial arts translates to film works really well. I think it works better than kung fu. It's this movie's parkour. If you're comparing it to District B13, right? Whatever yes. it is, Whatever. kind of br- <laughs> brutal fighting style, flurries of fists and knees and elbows and. I I mean I would agree that. The guy who plays Mad Dog has been in some crazy martial arts movies like the last 10 years. And all of the ones that he's in, they're all like just absolutely insane choreography in all of his movies that he does. And he, I think he choreographs a lot of them. Like this one was done by him and the main guy, Rama. Uh, Rama's got like a judo background, yeah. which is a lot of throw. When you see the throws, I'm not saying that uh, Penchak Salat doesn't do throws but when you see like real hip tosses and real like really cool sweeps a lot of that is judo based which i mean judo is my favorite martial art so so yeah they i could see people i saw someone complain a little bit on imdb about oh they the common misconception is that this is all pen chocks a lot but i mean come on it's not like moves in taekwondo aren't the same some of them aren't the same in karate this is called different things so like obviously there's gonna be someone who does karate to be like hey that's uh looks like the i'm not gonna try to make up a japanese name that'd be really bad um but it's like all similar just with different names and maybe different ways they're taught or whatever but i don't remember where i got with that but yeah yayan ruhian or whatever is like i think he's a pretty dope uh choreographer and you can tell from this movie you're gonna love him in number two brett you're going to love Mad Dog at number two. But Corey, I have a question for you. You've seen both films. I imagine you know a little bit about these. I know they did light tagging in the second movie, which is going full go, actually hitting each other, but not doing it to the point that would cause injury. Do you know if they did any of that in this one? So that I don't know. So Stevie, I have seen this movie before we went to rewatch it for this podcast and the sequel, but it was back in my... Uh, get blackout drunk every night oh. phase. So I just had like the vaguest of recollection. It was really nice rewatching this actually and like actually watching it, right? And like mm-hmm. remembering everything. And because all I remember from this movie is really the spectacle of action that it is. And this movie is that. And it is that in a really big way, right? If you tell someone about the raid redemption, you tell them like, it's an insane action movie that all takes place in one location that has amazing martial arts and amazing stunts, amazing mm-hmm. everything physical, right? Um, so I don't know the answer to your question, but uh, it, it was just nice to kind of take it in the right way this time. And goddamn, it's like <laughs> I have so much more appreciation for it. I got something for you, Stevie. What's that? I don't know if it's going to be particularly popular or anything like that. So I break. I think about 
three main fight scenes that are like one on one or you know two on one. Yeah, you got the uh, Rama against the machete guy. Yep. Um, you have the the two on one at the end, and then you have the really the sergeant against Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. I think the sergeant versus Mad Dog and the two on one are like unbelievable, legendary. And I think the only complaint you could have on the last one, I think Brittany said, is it just it it goes on for maybe two or three minutes longer. It's like it's hard to root for a move to hit because you know it's not going to mean anything. I thought the one with the machete was. I thought they tried too hard with that. I thought, I thought the choreography was lacking compared to the other two. Now maybe it's just because there was so much more honor in the other two fights, so much more behind it. This one was just some maniac. And don't get me wrong, there was some. There was like one of the coolest stunts I've ever seen in the fight scene in the machete one. I, it's hard to describe it. You guys might know it. The guy's like on the ground, and the main guy runs at him. And throws a punch that's blocked. But, like, in the same move, he dives at him with his knee out yeah. and, like, hits him in the chest. I think it was in during that one. That might have been during the Sergeant one, but that was insane. I've never seen anything like that. But that, go ahead. That That's kind of how I felt. I felt they tried too hard with the first one. It's like they made dumb decisions I didn't think they really would make. Just, I feel, in the... Oh, we're going to make this flip look really cool. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's in this position and he wouldn't really do this, but it'll be cool if he flips this way. I just thought they tried way too hard. The other ones were way more natural to me. Yeah, I mean, it almost kind of suffers from the idea of a film having to like re-energize itself over and over again. True. Um, true. I think this movie pulls that off really well by re-energizing itself. And this movie also doesn't have a lot of musical cues to go along with it like Quentin does with his movies, especially with Kill Bill, like we talked about. Um, Did it suffer from the change in soundtrack, because this change in score? Did it suffer because of that? Personally, I liked how little music there was in this movie. Oh, me too. I thought the build-up intention of having soldiers go through a building with no music whatsoever built great tension. Uh, same with, like... The Mad Dog, uh, Andy, and Rama fight where there was very little music before they even started fighting. It's just a tension builder. The only way I could answer your question, Brett, or even your thought of, you know, the guy with the machete probably wasn't as great of a fight is I think hand-to-hand combat or pure hand-to-hand combat with with little surrounding bits, like a laying around knife or, you know, say like an axe that's like against the wall for some odd reason that's grabbed once and thrown away. Mm -hmm. I think trying to block and show off, you know, a fight where someone has a weapon is really difficult. I think it's a really hard choreographed thing to look natural on film. And I think even at this point, we're nitpicking a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, can we agree on that? The other two two are like... Uh, a $60 steak and this other one was like a $40 steak you know it's still really good but not as good right I mean even with those things being said which are pretty I mean you're pretty right but it still maintains I think in my opinion one of the best like choreographed hand-to-hand fight movies that exists that I've seen you know and I think it's, it's widely regarded as such did you guys feel like in the fight with the two brothers it was almost just like too many punches in the face. I think Brett kind of said that a minute ago, but like... Oh, well, I mean, any kung fu movie 
is just absolutely ridiculous. They don't have buttons, Josh. Punches, yeah, or punches you're taking to the face and kicks to the face and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, unrealistic you, for sure. That's one of the reasons I think John Wick works is because he gets his butt kicked and he gets actually hurt throughout the movie. But I know it's not a realistic movie in every way. I just thought it was so many that I think Brett again said it like the stakes were so low. Like this twenty first yeah. punch to the face. <laughs> isn't yeah. going to do much or something. Like that. <laughs> you know, there's going to be 94 yeah. more punches. It's just like, it takes a little bit of the wind out of you, but well, you can't have three concussed guys in a room. Just kind of like <laughs> waddling I know, around. I know I'm, I'm yammering a little bit about the, I, I really like the fight choreography. And one thing I don't know if they did on purpose, but I like that actually brought a little realism and it's the Jaka versus mad dog fight. Mm-hmm. When you see them standing next to each other, Jaka is so much bigger than him. And I think throughout the fight, that's really cool because you can see that Mad Dog, even though Jaka is very highly trained, Mad Dog is a better fighter. Mm-hmm. And he, but Jaka is bigger and stronger. And it's like, kind of like three punches from Mad Dog equal one from Jaka. Now, Jaka doesn't land as many, but that's why I thought it was really cool because they actually stand by each other, looking at each other at one point. And, you know, Jack is not a big guy, but I think Mikey mentioned it. Mad Dog is really small. Somebody mentioned it. And I thought it's really cool because that's realistic. They are both skilled. Mad Dog's obviously the alpha dog, but he's, you know, bigger and stronger does mean something. Mad Dog's power level is much higher. Right. Oh, well, Jack is higher. Uh, I do like the neck snap, though. Always love a good neck snap. Yeah. Especially how he kind of toyed with it, too. He made it a little longer than he had to, but... That's why I'm saying he's like that German soldier, just kind of a little sadistic at the end there, right? Yeah, he should have had a little more respect, and he was a little sadistic. He he enjoyed that a little too much, which I guess, hey, he he said he was gonna. I mean, that's what he enjoys. That is the pulse. Yeah, I mean, that's like one is. thing that's great about the Rama Mad Dog, you know, with Brother Andy fight, is the stakes are super high, because Rama made a promise to his father before leaving the house after two hours of training that he was going to bring him home. <laughs> and Andy just figured out that he's going to be an uncle. And Mad Dog, this is like the best day Mad Dog has had in 10 years. <laughs> is to not only fight the most trained, you know, Navy Indonesian Navy SEAL in the building but also to fight the guy that he hates that has turned out to be a rat and the opportunity to kill him in front of that other brother. I mean, this is the this is this is like Christmas he to him. You gotta think that he would rather not have died, but uh, he died but yeah, doing what he loved. That was the pulse, true. Brett. He really did. He, right? That like, was the pulse. I mean, what you guys don't realize is that when Rama gets home and his dad says, "Where's your brother?" and he says, "I didn't get him," and his dad shoots himself in the head. <laughs> that's like. That's you know makes that should have been a, a mid credit scene. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, but, but I got now a black, his, so I got a dark sense of humor. Now, now his brother is the head of the building, in in charge of the operation now. So maybe he's proud of him. Well, instant that only promotion. lasts for like five minutes though. Yeah, but I think I mean I love it's probably my favorite part of the whole movie is the two brothers Mad Dog fight. I think. Oh, yeah. That mo- that fight scene could have been twenty minutes, and I still would have been happy with it. Just the <laughs> choreography that was going on, the way the camera was moving, the way the lighting was flickering on and off throughout the room—just so much fun. And you're just—I mean, 
there's no escaping that fight as a viewer. You're just there. And even though it may be like nine or ten minutes long, it feels very quick. So that's my plus, favorite fight of the entire movie. Plus when it's something that we mentioned in with Josh's uh, Enter the 36th Chamber that is actually refreshing. And in a world where 99 out of 100 fight scenes like that, they're going to take them one-on-one, mm-hmm. like completely nullifying the advantage you have. It's always super refreshing to see it realistic. Plus, that would have they wouldn't have the movie director would not have shown the respect that Mad Dog deserved. The, I just love that because we talked about it in, in Thirty Six Chamber. Like they're all fighting the guys at the same time. They're all fighting the one guy because mm-hmm. that's what you should do. And it's refreshing to see it like that. And it would have been way less cool if they weren't both like attacking him at different angles. And now, obviously, there's a lot of one on one fighting because they get knocked down. But I just thought that was really cool, and I, I'm glad they did it like that. And the camera works pretty cool, kind of circling around and everything is really cool. Corey, I feel like we really haven't talked about the story much of this movie. You know, <laughs> the story, because there's not a great big story, but kind of take us out of what's resolved at the end, because there's not a whole lot to it. Ooh, well, uh, we know that the uh, the older gentleman, Weihu, is... Is that it right? Weihu? Waihu? Uh, I haven't I taken Indonesian since college. <laughs> He's acting like a real Wahoo. Yeah, a real Wahoo McDaniel for sure. Yeah, we'll just call him Wahoo because you know that guy. He's up to something. Uh, he is corrupt. He wants to take out our uh, our big evil ramen eaten boss Tama. Uh, he does make it into the uh, to the room. You know, eventually gets to the top of the building and kills the cop that survived with him, and you know just Which, wants to why? use him as a body shield to get out. I guess right. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing, I think. Why did he kill that guy? Why? Now, yeah, I, this is the part of the script that's just very weak, uh, is this guy's motives. Now, is he corrupt, or does he just have a suicide mission at this point? Like, what is that? <laughs> he's trying he to kill himself do? at the end. What's going on? Well, the guy, the dog, what is it? No, Tama, he gets under his skin. He, he, I mean, he's going to kill himself because he tells him the plan. He gets to Tama and he's like, okay, take me out of here. It's like, dude, just, you could have turned around half an hour ago and walked out of here if you wanted to. Again, though, okay, I think he's there to deliver Tama to somebody else. But Tama gets gets to him by telling him, hey, I knew you guys were coming. You know how I know you guys are coming? Your boss has told me. They wanted you to die, and if you make it, they're going to kill you. And that's why he says you're going to get a pillow over your face or poison in you or something. I don't know what he said, but so he's like, crap, I'm going to die. I might as well kill this guy and kill myself like yeah, a punk. He gets really like Grima worm tongue in his ear and like kind of gets in his head a little bit. But uh, actually, I was, just, <laughs> I was just thinking like, what if worm tongue was like talking to Thaden and Thaden just like shot him in the head? <laughs> But I mean, I, I don't really know. Like, it, it's 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 whatever. To me, I just was like looking at it surface level, and I was really not trying to like get into the deeper meaning. It's like whatever. He's he wants to take out the criminal. He's on a mission to do it, and he realizes that he's not going to be able to get away with it, so he gives up. Doesn't really matter too much, right? Like, there's a there's a power vacuum that's created, that happens, and that's taken over by Brother Andy. So maybe he's going to be like a good crime boss, you know, like. He'll give people free rent just anyway. You don't have to kill no one. I thought it was kind of cool at the end that the 
brother Andy's motivation to stay in the crime building was because he could like help his brother from there, like protect, help protect him and his new family, I guess. So you can't protect me on the outside. That's kind of touching. That's cool. I like that guy. Yeah, I mean, he was actually probably, God, maybe my favorite performance all around. I mean, obviously, Mad Dog was awesome, and so was Rama, Rama but I really liked, I said Rama, <laughs> Rama Noodles. Yeah, I mean, it creates, like, something special in the second one for a period of time. And Uh-oh, spoiler alert. I, hey, it's, you're going to love it, Brett, I promise you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I also liked how... Andy kind of said, you know, dad loves you because you're an amazing police officer. Why can't he love me for being an awesome criminal? You know, I'm smart. Now, like everyone <laughs> says, not dumb. <laughs> I'm smart. Pretty good at crime. Yeah, he's like, yeah, right. He's like, I'm just better at crime than not at crime. Hey, I graduated from crime university. <laughs> I got a degree. I was on the honor roll. Crime you. Doesn't like uh, Johnny Depp have that same discussion with his dad in blow yeah he's like you could have been good at anything you just chose drugs you big dummy <laughs> he's such a cool dad in that movie Ray Liotta Ray Liotta yes. great dad <sighs> that's such a good movie well yeah so the brothers go their separate ways and Wahoo or Wahoo I have terrible with these names uh, gets arrested and uh, that's that do you guys have anything else you want to add yes I've been Waiting to see if anyone mentioned it. The 50-foot um, drop? <laughs> no. Oh. I forgot all about that. That, that was, was pretty cool, funny. though. <laughs> it was cool. You know what? You just reminded me, there was a couple really cool, like when he catches the guy yes! out of midair and throws him out of the window. Or With a Wilhelm when he scream. tackles the guy and throws him over the stairs and he just cracks his back. That was oh, really cool. God. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, but I've been waiting for this. It. I'm sure you guys saw it, and I did a little research on the side. I want to know how you guys felt. I didn't notice it when I watched it, but when I read about it, I said, oh, yeah, that's definitely true. How do you guys feel about them all using fake guns and everything being digital? I'm fine with it. But, like, looking back, I feel like it's really obvious. <sighs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it came off poorly. I'm just saying I felt like it... I mean, what do you mean using fake? Everybody's using fake guns in every movie. What do you right, mean? But so everything's he's digital. saying that like there's no uh, blanks. There's used, no blanks. There's no. It's all digital sound. It's, it's all digital guns. muzzle oh. flashes. It feels real. The well, way it isn't real. Yeah. They're all. They're literally all airsoft guns. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter. They. I mean, it looked. It looked fine. I thought more. If anything, it was the sound. I yeah. That was just more of a. To me, that was just more of a budget but isn't thing. Isn't digital like, expensive? This, this, you can just um, look at this movie like. Just look at this movie. It's like made for nothing. It's a million dollar budget that made 10 back. Again, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying like looking back, I could tell it was obvious. And, you know, there are plenty of people that know a heck of a lot more about stuff like that than me who probably could tell. Yeah. Um, the way I... But you got to do what you got to do at the same time, you know. Yeah, the way I also look at it is, I mean... I don't know how how expensive replica weapons are versus airsoft guns and using digital on top of them. Um, but also, maybe it's because Heat is like one of my all-time favorite movies. I think that movie is incredibly hard to top when it comes to using weapons and showing them off in film. 
Yeah. So why, like, it, it's kind of one of those things of, like, if you're going to, you know, whole-ass one thing in a movie, they pretty much whole-ass kind of the martial arts aspect of it and the choreography. Yeah, I think the, the weapons, budget on the, yeah, The true. weapons, which was much more secondary. All Brent can think about is the fact they've got replica written on the side of their guns. <laughs> well, I mean, Brent's guns got were a pretty big part of Written on the I, side I, of his. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't even noticing the guns. I, I noticed more of like, oh, are the SWAT guys doing like what normal SWAT guys do? Or are they like acting like total goofballs going in and out of these doors? Like, well, oh, I'm going to look uh, not around the corner and just get blasted in the face or whatever. And, but or it, the, the they, guy they seem pretty snuck accurate. Up on in the, the guy gets snuck up on in the hallway by the guy who cut himself out with a machete. It's like, dude, you got to be better than that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, yeah. I mean, if they have these fake guns, all right, and they're not actually firing blanks, how hard is it to not go like pew 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 bang 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 bang? That's yeah. a real hard job they got. Do you like the yeah. one-off characters? Like uh, when things start really popping off in like the corridor after the big bad makes the announcement. And there's like the one guy in the white t-shirt who's the first to get shot, but he gets up and starts shooting more, and then he's the first guy to get like blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that guy. I love characters like that. I thought there was a great homage to Nicolas Cage's The Rock. Um, when they were like in the kind of in the outward hallway stairwell, and that guy shoots his gun and it creates a giant light around the room and everybody could see him. That just uh, yeah. that reminded me of the bathroom scene. Where they had the elevated position, and you know the Navy SEALs like you know this is not a right to mutiny. That that's what that reminded <laughs> me of. <laughs> Nicholas Cage's The Rock. Yep. Not, Michael not Bay Michael would Bay's disagree. No, Michael Bay may have like directed that movie. Nicholas Cage made that movie. Michael Bay was like involved, like loosely. He was loosely <laughs> telling people what to do. Nicholas Cage is the reason that movie is a classic. Why don't you say we cut the chit chat a hole? A <laughs> hole. And also, before we get to trivia, a uh, couple of things. One, the running out when Rama tackles that guy out the window and just accepts that he might die is such a cool scene. Yeah. Um, I especially, I liked how he was actually hurt uh, for about ten minutes. Then his body healed. Did and you he like how again. the bad guy was breathing? <laughs> Why is it so? Why are those deaths so funny? Like it's not funny, but I can't help but like laugh. I don't know. S some of them are pretty funny, dude. Like <laughs> the broken back one always makes me laugh. Yeah, he doesn't move too. It's like he hits it perfectly where his back snaps. He doesn't slide off the front or the back. He's just laying there. And then the young guy that sees him, he looks at him like, "Oh shit! Like this is real now." Like it, that that one always makes me laugh. Um, what other one? I do, I do love the refrigerator exploding with the gas tank. Yeah. I have a small thing that we haven't mentioned. I wasn't wondering if Josh was going to bring this up, but um, uh, Rama and Mad Dog, that's uh, Kanja Club. Yes. Josh, you know, you know about Kanja Club, right? J.J. Abrams can burn in hell for that. <laughs> Wait, Tell what is the Kanja Club? What is this? I, I don't know what that is. The guys, the guys from this movie were oh, the ones who yeah, were chasing yeah. Harrison Ford in uh, Force Awakens. And J.J. Abrams used them for two minutes. Good to see you. Uh, Underutilized. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is like, that's yeah. a missed opportunity. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot Josh is only into the prequels. <laughs> a purist. Okay. Uh, before we get into trivia, I want to make an announcement. Uh, not an announcement, but um, Josh, cue the music up. We had... Yes or, no, yes or no's. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to say this before even yes or no's. Um, we have one of our awesome patrons decided to go from being a real human being uh, all the way up to a rock-hard Vigo Mortensen. <sighs> wow. That is the biggest jump we've ever had. Alex, we know you're an original Vigo. Still, so, so much thanks for that. But David S., <laughs> Thank you so much. That is awesome. We'll keep trying to do our best. Let's go. Let's. That's the go. Uh, the tier where we're basically their slave, right? Like, <laughs> I they can. Yeah, they can make us watch an entire uh. franchise of movies, and we have to review it. TV series two. I I put that in the table today. I told David that if he wants us to watch, you know, all of Riverdale, we'll do it. Uh, Gladly. I don't know about that. Happily. Or even the OC. He wants us to do High School Musical 1 through 3. We'll do that. Or High School Musical the Musical, which is on Disney Plus now. Hey, you know what? You know long, long family favorite? Gunsmoke. <laughs> That's a long one. The, That's like the 30 rifles. seasons. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm of not, sorry. All of I, like you, I love you, Dave. Thank you, but I'm not watching all of Gunsmoke. Mikey, how many episodes of Gunsmoke have we watched on a Saturday or Sunday morning just by waking up at six in the morning? Oh my gosh. Uh, and watching it with Jeff on the couch? Yeah. Uh, roughly 28 seasons roughly of Gunsmoke, 28 probably. Seasons. <laughs> it got to the point where Mikey and I were watching reruns. 20 seasons. Do you know how many episodes of Gunsmoke there are? <laughs> Not, Not enough. enough. <laughs> Canceled too soon in my eyes. <laughs> 635. Hey. Oh my God. It's a lot of content. For, hey, for the level he's at, we're beholden to, I think, quit our jobs, divorce our wives, and really focus in on gun smoke for a <laughs> couple just of years. We just a gun smoke podcast. If he pays us 20, uh, that a day, then I'll quit my job. Oh my God. Well, no, I won't. I just got the stank guy from Brittany. I'm not quitting my job. <laughs> Thank you, David S. If you want your last Thanks, name Dave. said on your episode of uh, Southland Tales... We'll say it, but David S. for now, thank you so much. Let's do yes or no's. Um, let's go Isis to Isis. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is Brett. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a hard yes. That was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, I think I've said enough throughout the movie, uh, throughout this podcast. Just cool, ultraviolet, great choreography. Just really cool. Definitely, definite hard yes. Josh from Goshen, big yes for me too. I, um, you know, if I was organizing my DVDs and putting this on the shelf, I would put it right by District B thirteen. Mm-hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit under it. Just, I think it adds a lot having main characters that look like uh, Chris Martin and Ted Mobsley. Uh, just like Mosby. a different. Mo- yeah, whatever. I never got that right. <laughs> Ted Mowgli. 
But that concludes my yes or no segment. <laughs> uh, Mikey <laughs> from Goshen, Indiana. And I'll give it a hard yes as well. Um, this is just a really, really turn your brain off and just kind of just absorb what's going on in front of you type of movie. You're kind of just watching it for uh, the moment to moment action. And it really delivers on that, I think. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to do number two. I think I like uh, The Raid 2 a lot more. Oh, yeah. I think it has much better choreography and fight scenes, but we'll get there when we get there. I can't wait to get there. More money, Our right? Guess. Oh, yeah. Bigger budget? Way, oh, yeah. This is it. It's about as long as The Godfather. I saw that it was really long. <laughs> All right, this is Kyle L. Ren Memes, and this movie is a yes. This movie is fucking awesome. If you have not seen the Raid movies and you are in the mood for an action movie, these are the ones to go with. They're not quite stupid in the way that the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies are, um, but they are similar in the way that they're built on the spectacle, and the spectacle is wonderful in a completely different way. Uh, so just some of the greatest hand-to-hand stuff and choreography and just fast-paced, hard-hitting, brutal action that you will ever see. So good. Yes. If the fast guys would have gone on this raid, none of them would have died. They would have killed everybody. Well, they established in the most... Well, we'll get there. Yep, I know what you mean. Well, how do you... How do you perform a raid inside of a Dodge Challenge? (laughs) He just drives up the stairs, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Up the side of the building. You kidnapped my family. Uh, yeah, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart. I will give this the hardest of yeses. I'm in Mikey's camp. I love this movie, but number two is like, The Raid 2 is the ultimate action martial arts spectacle. I have never seen another movie like that movie. Uh, if you've seen The Raid Redemption, haven't seen two, stop what you're doing right now and go watch number two. It's that good. But for this movie, hardest of yeses, very turn your brain off, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I think the lead actors are great when it comes to Rama and Andy and even Mad Dog, even though his acting is a lot of, you know, martial arts and heavy lifting on that end. He's still a lot of fun to watch. Uh, And also, I didn't bring up this sequence, uh, but the the drug lab scene where there's a lot of room to run, watching Rama run and how the camera pans with him is just an absolute delight i think gareth evans should direct action you know all the great action movies to the end of time i don't know who he got in trouble with but my god that man can direct the shit out of a martial arts action movie so hardest of yeses are you talking about when they anime run on the coke table love it i each other? love that <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. That, Rama looks athletic as shit on film. Like, I know he's athletic in real life, but, I mean, he looks athletic on film. I was getting kind of mad. He took out, like, eight people while those other two bastards took out, like, one guy apiece. They were trying, they still needed Brett. Help. They, were, they were trying, you know. Fi- there weren't file <laughs> cabinets everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> because they didn't do their prayers in the morning like Rama did. <laughs> Uh, training oh, constantly. My so that's a hard preserved yes. I'm I'm so glad mm-hmm. you guys like this movie. Oh yeah, happy you know got to share it with you. So y'all ready for some trivia? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Check the Skype chat, my friends. Let me know if this works. 
finally, poor man's Jeopardy. Oh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it came up. Oh. <laughs> Why isn't Mikey well, last... in it? I don't have any what numbers. What do you mean? Why is it Mikey in it? Mikey's not in it. I don't have numbers in mine. I don't but claim to understand. No, how this no, 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 works. no. That's not. That's, this is just you guys in the sense I could remember. This is the table. That's just the order. Yeah, it's just the order. This is just the table. <sighs> I'll keep track. Don't okay. worry. Okay. 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 So our, today's categories for poor man's Jeopardy are: Everybody loves Ray, Red's redemption, and dead men tell no tales. The order is Brett, Corey, Josh, Mikey. Brett, you are up first. What will you be having? Oh, man. Uh, I'll take Red's Redemption for two. Okay, hold on here. Why is my phone freezing now? That's awesome. What do you think, Brett? Ridiculously hard? Because it's his first one? <laughs> oh, no, this is pretty easy, guys. 50% will be right. I can promise you that. Okay, Brett, you took Red's Redemption for what? Two. For two. Okay. Red's Redemption for two. In Sanford and Son, Red Fox was famous for using what line in that show? How close do I have to be? Is that your answer? (sighs) Sorry, that's incorrect. (laughs) He says I'm coming. And his wife's name. Is that your final answer? Ah, hold on. Form of a question, Brad. I'm coming. Uh, Ethel, I'm coming. I don't know. That is wrong. Brad starts off the game with a minus two. Elizabeth, it's the big one. (sighs) I'm coming, Elizabeth. Sorry, Brad. That's all right. I didn't watch that show. I just know that he's about to have <laughs> I thought that would have been the one that Brett would have got, though, because he's such a TV trivia genius. I was it's like, old, though, and I watched it back in the day. I know. You know so just... much pop trivia. I thought you would have had that one. Yeah. All right, Corey, What's the you're correct up. answer? I'm coming, Elizabeth. Great theme song. Would my answer have counted? Yes. It's the big one. I'm coming, Elizabeth. That would have counted. All right. I'm going to go with Everybody Loves Ray for three. <gasps> I really think Kyle's gonna hate me for this. Ray Harris is the Ray that Sean Penn's characters, uh, Sean Penn's character Jimmy, murdered in the movie Mystic River. What was Ray's nickname? I have seen Mystic River, but I don't remember. What is uh, Smooth Ray? So close. Really? It's, I just pulled that out of my ass. It's just Ray. Ray. Never seen it. Just Ray? Just Ray. Because he was so unmemorable, his nickname was Just Ray. <laughs> ah. <sighs> I don't like that movie. A little bit of a tricksy habit. I can't watch it now. I thought about watching it last night, and I can't watch it now. It's a watch once kind of ordeal. Yeah. yeah I, I, I cannot watch that movie. Yeah. Josh, trivia lover of all, you are up. Uh, Everybody loves Ray for one. (laughs) Josh is going to be so angry. (laughs) He said these were easy. 
I am the actor who played Ray Donovan on Showtime. Ooh. Yep. Clearly a first time poor man's Jeopardy, you know? (laughs) I I know this one. I wish I had this one. Yeah, everybody knows this one. I know this one. I don't know this one. On Showtime? Is that what you said, Stevie? Yeah. Yeah. Ray Donovan on Showtime. Uh, I, I don't know who, who is Ray Romano. So close, Mikey. What do you got? Leave. Liev Schreiber. Leave Schreiber. That's yeah, right. I always say leave. Leave Schreiber. The character's name was Ray. Yeah. The actor. And the show's name's Ray Donovan. Yep. <sighs> Mikey, what's up? Commanding lead with zero. Hmm. Let's try Dead Man. Tell no tales for dose. Mikey's gonna be so mad at Stevie for this one. <laughs> no, Mikey should get this one. Actually, I was waiting on oh. him to call this one out. Um, in 2016, Steve Aoki was featured in a documentary called "I'll Sleep When I'm Dead" on Netflix. His father was the founder of what famous restaurant chain? Oh, uh, I, I believe what is P.F. Chang's? So close, Mikey, but that is incorrect. Oh, is that not it? Panda. panda. It's Benny oh, it's Hanna. Panda? Oh, uh, Benny So close. The Dang. other, other generic Asian <laughs> Josh is after cuisine. round one in a commanding lead with <laughs> negative one. <laughs> Can Let's we go. get the scores up here? Okay, so Brett has a negative two. Yep. So, yeah, let me type those in real quick. Brett. Oof. Negative two. Corey with Double a... Negative. St- Double negative. That means I have plus two. No, this is the way I do it. Just dash it. Uh, <laughs> Corey is at negative three. Good lord. Really took a swing for the fences with that three. Josh with the steely negative one. <laughs> and Mikey. I'm with you, uh, Corey, man. That. Doing poor man's jeopardy. You think it's going to be so easy and like it's so oh, hard. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but right, we are so, gonna continue on, boys. Uh, I gotta think about. Am I gonna get? How's it gonna work? Is this my last turn? I'll figure it out. I'll add more if I have to. Okay. Uh, I'll take. Everybody loves Ray for two. Everybody loves Ray for two. Everybody Loves Ray ran for how many seasons? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Best friend Drew knows this. He's watched it multiple times. Um, well, if Gunsmoke ran for 20. I have no idea. Let's go with 10. So close. Brett now in dead last with a minus four. Nine <sighs> seasons. Ooh. <sighs> well, I got to get to zero. So I'm going to go with Dead Men for three <laughs> this is the pit of poor man's jeopardy, by the way. You keep trying to go with the big ones to dig yourself out. <laughs> it's going to yeah. get worse as Corey. You're not going to get it. <laughs> this was literally meant for Brett if he called it. Oh. Ever thus to deadbeats, Lebowski was famously said on what date and time? Could you please repeat? Ever thus to deadbeats, Lebowski was famously said on what date and time? 
So I need to know the date and the time of day. No, right? just the date. On what date? Yeah, on what date was that said? In time. Uh, uh, November 16th, 1988. It was set on 9-11, 1991. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Brett, would you have known that? From the movie Big Lebowski? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's on his. Oh, it's because it's on his checkbook when he writes it for. Checkbook. Yeah, for the yeah. milk. Okay. No, that's good though. Yeah, no. Josh could really take a stranglehold of this. Red's Redemption one. Yep, yep, yep. Red Dead Redemption was produced by what famous video game studio? Oh my gosh! You really should play more games than Fortnite, Josh. I've played the first one. Um, Mikey's got to know this. Uh, I know this one. What is rare? <sighs> You're such I got a guess. Yeah, have at it. Rockstar. It is Rockstar. Dang That's, it. What That's actually guess. what I was picturing in my mind. Shit. <laughs> I just hate trivia so much. Someone's got to <laughs> so get terrible. one of these right. I didn't realize you guys would miss all these. Good Lord. Stevie, let me ask you. Would you have been able to get these right? Yes. Okay. At least you set it up right. You always do the ones you know. I didn't have to look any of these up. All right, so live score here. What what is Josh at? Negative two. He's tied with you. Oh, he's at. Hold on. You put the... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I read the wrong one. That sucks. I'll just have to redo that. Josh, you get a a do-over. Wait, he said Red's Redemption for one, didn't he? Yeah, I read the wrong one. I read one for Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, just Why wouldn't flip you, it. Just you said Red Dead Redemption. <sighs> yeah. I know I read hmm. the wrong one. Josh, you ready? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. That's not your fault. That's my fault. No, I just want to. I can't. I love missing more questions. It makes me seem so smart on the podcast. <laughs> it makes you seem a little snarky. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. You complaining about it while we put in all this work. It, it's a real buzzkill. <laughs> Red's redemption for one. What state did that '70s show take place in? Where is Wisconsin? Hello, Wisconsin. Yeah. Literally Let's the only go. easy one. Josh at zero. <laughs> What city, Josh? Oh, this is the best fucking trivia of all time. I love this shit. <laughs> Mikey can win with the walk-off. What is the name of the... Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, Brett. Uh, what is it? Just say it. Point Place. Point Place. Point it's Place. It's made up, but... Uh, yeah, I guess I gotta go Red's Redemption 3. <sighs> Man, this is gonna be really hard. It's going to be the greatest sports moment in history if Mikey hits this walk-off. Listen, I don't want to pull the trigger with a gun. I want to fight Mikey hand-to-hand. This is the pulse. Well, the way I mapped it out was not all the threes were super hard and not all the ones were easy. Mikey, you should win this. It was really about picking the right category at the right time. (laughs) What team... Did Pete Rose play for? Oh my God! That he was most famous for. He might not get it. Don't give it up. You have to name the mascot and the city. I thought it was Kenosha, Wisconsin, Brett. 
No, they're outside of Kenosha. Gotcha. Uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose dives head first every time for the Cincinnati Reds. He right? does. Mikey's won, boys. What's crazy, though, is he was really good for the Phillies, too. He won a World Series with them before. How, how, how was he for the Expos? I mean, uh, he was, he had over 4,000 hits. He was good every year. Stevie, how good of friends do you think Pete Rose and Eric Clapton would be? They wouldn't be friends. They, I thought they'd be tight. No, because Pete Rose would say, hey, I got a really good like really good bet for you. You can't miss. And then Pete would take his money, go to Vegas, and Eric <laughs> wouldn't see him for seven years. So Pete can just not be friends with anybody. Correct. <laughs> Pete must be alone at all times. Or be friends with people that don't have any money to spend. Mikey is off the schneid. Mikey's off the Congrats, schneid. Let's Mikey. go. Walk Kyle. off. With Let's the easy. Hey, wait, real quick, Corey, be honest. You had no idea that would, did you? Uh, I, I would have gotten that one. Yeah. Because, Cincinnati because Reds? you know there's a team called yeah. the Corey, Cincinnati Corey and Reds. Avid sportsman. Even as someone as pathetic as me could have gotten that. Jeez. You're not pathetic, Corey. I wasn't cool. ripping on you, but I know you don't. Sports aren't your jam. If it's not, no, the, I'm, I'm, I'm not. If it's I'm not, not the early 2000s Lakers, you don't know. I'm not asking for pity. It's a. <laughs> the overtime question was, uh, what was Pete Rose's number that he always wore? Forty-four. Oh, you're so close, Brad. It's fourteen. <laughs> That's a really tough one, but. Uh, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Feel free to write into the podcast. Let us know. How, what do you feel about trivia? Do you like it? What do you feel about Eric Clapton? Josh, you yeah. know What's the answer Clapton? to that. Josh, you know the answer to that. Who I does just the best don't understand. Jeopardy? I don't in. get it. Josh, <laughs> the, the most feedback we got from our patrons was literally, don't stop the trivia. We love long-form <laughs> trivia. Please, more poor man's Jeopardy. Someone just gave you, one of our patrons just kind of said, hey, can we do? can we stop doing the one question trivias right yeah so i made it we gotta get the fans what they want i really hope that wasn't a thing (laughs) i'm here for movies not to miss question after question (laughs) (laughs) i just didn't look stupid about movies these were just kind of general knowledge trivia so we just look stupid about general knowledge (laughs) i tried to tie it all together but uh before we uh Mikey tells us what we're going to be doing next for the movie game. Uh, let's uh, kick it over to Spoilers Man. Take it away, Spoilers Man. Special thank you to our patrons. Matt Troll, Brother Brian, Druid King, Nick, The Meg, David, Nurse Stacy. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, 1. Search for movie spoilers. 2. Click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. 3. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. 
Spoilers is now available on Audible. And we are back. Mikey, what are we spoiling next for the movie game? The easy uh, pick here would be the Raid Redemption 2, <laughs> but I very rarely get to pick. I don't want to just be shoehorned into that pick, so I'm going to choose a movie <laughs> that I've been trying to get chosen for a long time. So Years. I don't... I don't know if you guys have ever heard or seen this movie, but uh, it's called Thief, and it's really kind of like the precursor for Drive. Like, it's really similar to Drive in a lot of ways. So, stars James Caan. It's an 80s movie. It's really cool. 80, 81. And Willie Nelson. Wow. Have you seen it, Brett? No, I never heard of it, but it's two hours. I'm surprised you've seen it. <laughs> So yeah. we're doing well, James Conn's 1981, The Thief, and not Ryan O'Neill, The Thief Who Came to Dinner. Oh, it's a Michael Mann movie. Pretty yes. good cast. It's got Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina? Jim Belushi. It? Yep. You guys are going to like it. It's very cool. The old man who plays the priest in Rudy, who tries to help him at the very beginning. Oh, that like guy it. who had no faith in Rudy whatsoever? Yeah, probably. Jim Belushi's in this? He's Mr. Lundy from Mrs. Doubtfire. That's ah. probably better. Cousin ah. Abby's in this? Hey, this is going to be a fun time. Fucking Willie Good. Nelson. Cannot wait. <laughs> the original Moondog. Cannot wait. Ooh, it's based off a novel called The Home Invaders. That's what we were talking about earlier. Hey Ooh, it's Michael Mann. Michael Mann, nice. That's super cool. exciting. Well, I cannot wait it. to spoil that. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody, whether you're in your car or at home or mowing the lawn. Thanks a ton for listening. I know you heard us bring up uh, Patreon a lot. Do not feel pressured whatsoever to subscribe to us. Only if you want to. Uh, leave us a review in iTunes if you never have, or if it's been a while. Just to let us know how we're doing. Uh, thanks for listening. That was Spoilers. I love you, Indonesia. If I would have just, I almost picked Red's Redemption 3, but I was like, oh, it's going to be way too hard. I would have had a I didn't cold. make all the ones easy, and I made one of the threes, like, very easy. I, I would have, like, killed everybody because I would have just taken ones after that, <laughs> and everyone would have been, like, negatives, but whatever. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret, and I didn't even follow this stupidly. Always go for the ones in Poor Man's Jeopardy, because people go into the Shut negatives up. so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Just get the ones. I was yeah. bummed. No strategy. Ease yourself into the negative. I thought Leave Schreiber was so easy. <laughs> Mikey and I knew that though. Yeah. I mean, it just, I thought Rockstar was super easy. What if I've never seen that show? What is it even called? I've Raymond never seen Donovan? a second of Ray Donovan. I know that's what Leave Schreiber has been doing for the past seven years. Hey, fellas, yeah. if I would have guessed the right the right boxes, I would have came out of here with eight plus points. It's I'm true. Telling you. Hey, why does it's it just say anonymous walrus? Hmm. If you click on that yellow box, anonymous gopher, what is going on? Oh, that's, uh, that's just what Google who does. Signed into Google. Yeah, it's us. What? It's a Google thing. Oh, anonymous gopher. I'm signed into uh. Google. <laughs> I hope I'm not the walrus. I am the walrus. Oh, he did I'm it. He did it. I'm the walrus. I'm ready. You know what? I was gonna pick Stevie if I won. What's that? 
Escape from Tomorrow. Escape from Tomorrow. Escape from Tomorrow. Is that the Disney, Disney. movie? Oh, dude, yeah. I hated that movie when I first saw it. But I'm really, pr- I'm really happy part. with the person that made it, that they actually did it. Mikey's there's, ready. There's a lot to talk about there. That was spoilers.